Hello. Welcome to We Like It So What. I'm Jamal Murphy here once again with. I am Eric Bethel. Yep. So here we are recording another episode on a fine late summer evening. Summer is still here despite what most people think. It's definitely here, man. It's uh, the beginning of September, but last month people were like, oh, well, goodbye, summer. It's, yeah, September, September is the last month of summer. Yeah. For people who aren't already aware. Yeah, we're, we're still in the thick of it. Yeah. Shit. It was like so, 93 degrees yesterday. See, so yeah, Eric, how's your uh, late summer going? It's going, man. You know. Still above ground. Yeah. Still breathing. Yeah, I woke up breathing right. today. Some people like to say, I realize how getting old sucks, though, especially uh, when you reach a certain age. It's like, oh, everything hurts. And it, it, it takes everything hurts. It, ta- it takes a while for everything to get back to like some kind of working order. It was like, that, ain't that the truth? Man. If they had warned me about this when I was in my twenties, I would have like, I would said, nah, not not gonna do it. Yep, I have to wake up. I got to stretch. You know, I do the full body stretch. I got to you know make sure I can still touch my toes, which I still can. You know, bend over to the front and touch your toes. That's there. right. Okay, still got to maintain my flexibility. See, so yeah, as, as don't let this you, big frame fool you. <laughs> don't let the big frame fool you. That's big body, Eric. Big body. That's right. Two hundred and twenty-three pounds of solid get down, all steel. <laughs> that's right. Flexible. So, <laughs> as is customary with any episode, we re, we like it so. I what? beg your pardon. I forget the name of the show sometimes. Re like it so what? Re like it so rut. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as is customary on. Every other episode, we like it so what? We like to bring you the latest and greatest in entertainment news. Well, from the we like it so what perspective. So, Eric, you have been watching a couple of movies lately. I have. Uh, I've seen three movies that I figured we know we can we can talk about very quickly. Okay. Uh, I saw Bullet Train uh, last Sunday, and it was fun. Uh, Cass was great. Brad Pitt was great. But I tell you, dude, he's really starting to show his age. Oh, really? Because he's getting that old man neck. Oh, the turkey neck? He's getting that neck thing going. But he's, you know, he's still, he's Brad Pitt. He's sexy guy. You know what I'm saying? He's, you know, he's kicking ass in this movie and he was great. Yeah, I had uh, one, one older gentleman I worked with said it was uh, funnier than he expected. Is it, that a, it, it, it's can you confirm funny. or deny that? I can confirm it. Bullet Train is like if uh, if if Guy Ritchie and Edgar Wright had a baby, and you get Bullet Train, mm, a British directing baby, more than likely. Yeah. Mm, okay. So I mean, if you watch Bullet Train, you will definitely see flavors of Guy Ritchie and Edgar Wright just sprinkled throughout the whole movie. Will you see flavors of Guy Fieri in the movie? Uh, no, no, they don't go to Flavor Town. <laughs> okay, the bullet train doesn't stop through Flavor Town. It does Town. not. They're going straight to Kyoto, I believe, from Tokyo to Kyoto. They don't make any pit stops in Flavor Town. That's uh, that's funny. From Tokyo to Kyoto. Yeah. Hey, everybody! I'm Guy Fieri, and we're rolling out, looking for <laughs> America's greatest diners, drive-ins, and dives. I used to love that show. It used to make me really hungry. Mm-hmm. As as is uh expected. Oh yeah, Food Network. Yep. But no, it's um, 
got a pretty big ensemble cast, a lot of cameos that I didn't expect to see, which is pretty cool. Um, some pretty insane uh, action sequences slash fight sequences in, in close quarters, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they needed to cut on subtitles anytime there was a scene with Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry because they both played brothers. Ah. But and they have the same like thick, thick, thick Cockney accents. I couldn't understand what the fuck they were saying mm-hmm. at all. See, that's that Guy Ritchie flavor coming in because sometimes yes. you watch a Guy Ritchie movie and you're like, wait, what did they just say? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but they were great. Like everybody in this movie was great. Um, it had a fucking bonkers ending, which I had a lot of fun with. It was pretty cool. Uh. We're watching Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. It's on in the background during our show. It's the big climactic sequence at the end between the Jedi and the the um, what are those the the droid the droid army over yes. there. Yes, yeah. Heavily CGI. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Bullet Train was fun. Um, glad I saw it. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. I don't I don't think I don't think that movie has a high rewatchability factor. Oh, ah, okay. Is it one of those where the surprises come in and once you've seen the surprise it the moment passes. So once you see it, let's say again on the second viewing, it doesn't have the same impact. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the one thing about a lot of movies, there are some movies that hinge on a twist or a surprise cameo and it kind of ruins the rewatchability of it. Some movies are like that. You can only, really only watch it once. It's like, okay. That's it. Maybe you can watch it again you know, a few months or a year from from the first time you watched it. But some movies are like that. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, I hate to say it is what it is in some aspects, but some movies are very much, it's a one watch and then when and done, you know, put it away. Yes, sir. And I mean, I've seen several movies like that. Where it's, I've seen it the one time and- and I'm good. Like I, I saw the Passion of the Christ one time. I don't need to see that again. You know, I I can find better things to do than to watch Jesus Christ get his ass beat mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. You know, I'm I'm good. I'm good now. Never need to see it again. Right. Okay. You know, same with Bullet Train, except Christ isn't getting his ass beat for two and a half hours. <laughs> well, you know, he comes back. Yes, he does later on in the, in the sequel. <laughs> he won't be crossed again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so that was bullet train um uh, so i also saw day shift on netflix starring jamie fox well and, like what uh, time what time did you watch it i watched it during the day okay actually. yeah watched okay it during the in the morning hours <laughs> the, the morning shift yeah, okay the morning shift i watched day shift day shift was a fucking blast I honestly didn't expect a lot from that movie. I had a lot of fun with it, dude. It was it was really good. The action sequences were incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Atkins is also in it. Which oh, I really? Didn't, I didn't know until I watched it. He 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 plays one half of a, um, a vampire hunting brother duo. They're like Albanian or Russian or something like that. Also, he gets to use that that Yuri Boyka accent. Yes, he does. Again. He sure okay. does. Um, but but no, I mean Jamie Foxx is great. Uh, there are some amazing 
kills in this movie. Okay. That I, I've never seen before. Uh, the action choreography was great. Uh, this was directed by J.J. Perry, who worked with Chas Tehelski on the uh, the John Wick movies, the Matrix movies. I think he was um, like one of the stunt guys or a stunt coordinator. So you can def when you watch Day Shift with how some of the shots are composed, you can tell that he comes from that from that team. Like right, him and David Leach and, and Chas Tehelski. David Leach who directed Bullet Train, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Um, uh, this nicely segues into that. Then I'm telling you, yeah. dude. Um. Yeah. Oh. Y- yes, sir. Do me a favor. Adjust your mic to where it's directly in front of you. Is that is that better? Oh, oh, it's loose. Hold on one sec. I gotta get it tight. How's that? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Is that That's better? Because it's kind of picking up over here. I, I got guess. you. Sorry about that. I had to get it tight. Yep. I had to tighten up, like the Black Key song. It's a good song. So would you say Day Shift was was it one of those that could have made it to a theater? Yes. Okay. I think so. It's a very strange thing. Netflix is churning out a lot of products and a lot of movies that are like, they've got, you know, A-list talent, high caliber talent. So why isn't this going to a movie theater? And at least, you know, make some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not really making any money. It's, it's not going to up their subscriber count. How, how does that in any way translate to, to box office dollars? It doesn't, you know. But that being said, Day Shift was a fucking blast. I had no idea it was going to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I mean, you no, know, it's a vampire hunting movie, so there's elements of things and that you that you've seen and other stuff, whether it be uh, from Dust Till Dawn or Blade or The Lost Boys, anything like that. There's some things you've seen before. There's also a lot of things we haven't seen before in a vampire movie in terms of, of action choreography and kills. Okay. Blew my mind. I really, really enjoyed Day Shift. Does it have the rewatchability factor? Yes, it does. Okay, as opposed to I Bullet say, Train did not. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed Day Shift way more than I did Bullet Train. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, just some of the fight sequences in Bullet Train are very good, very visceral, but in Day Shift, the way they were shot, and the way the camera moved, it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of drone shots in it, but it wasn't like Michael Bay drone shots where there's a drone shot every two seconds. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, okay, well, we have this sequence. How can we shoot this sequence and keep it fluid and keep all the action in the frame? Use a drone. And it was very well done. Right. I think there was only two drone shots in day shift, and it worked. The shots that they were used, it fucking worked. Unlike Ambulance, directed by Michael Bay, you know, he's just going drone crazy. Using drones for shots that don't need a fucking drone. Hey, that's Michael Bay for you. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll do it, and then he'll do it, he'll overdo it. Yeah. That horse was kicked to hell in, in Ambulance as oh, far yeah. as drones. It's just like, stop, Michael. Jeez, well, the, the horse is deader than shit. Well, that's Ambu L-A-N-C-E. Yeah. If you go by the the title treatment, yeah, okay. <laughs> but but day shift, I really enjoyed. So if you folks haven't seen it, see day shift. Currently on Netflix. Watch it at night, even. There you go. Yeah. The, mi- the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. Take the night shift and watch. <laughs> so if they make a if there's a sequel, would they be called night shift? It could you think day shift two? It could. 
dusk shift, Mi- middle of the day shift, dawn, dawn shift. Yeah, okay, there no. you go. Yeah, they leave it open. Like there, there could be another one. Of course. So that that door is left wide open, but but day shift, high recommendation for me. I loved it. Okay. And what else have you seen lately? I watched Samaritan on Prime Video, starring our boy Sly Stallone. So Sly stepping back into the the superhero boots for this one. Yes, he did much better in Samaritan than he did in Judge Dredd. Right. Although, you know, I think we like Judge Dredd. Not because it's a good movie, but because it's pretty bad. So so bad it's good. Yes. You you can appreciate the cheese factor. And two, it was one of those that very early on in, I guess what you could call a superhero renaissance, it was one of those that wasn't Marvel, it wasn't DC. It was kind of a more of a niche comic that not a lot of people in the general public had heard of. So Correct. You yeah. take a risk and you, know, you get a, a big bankable star in there and slots alone, but then he kind of not really playing the character right. as well or as effective. He, he's sliced alone it up. And once he takes his helmet off, he never puts it back on. No, sir. It's like, all right, Sly. I can't break the law. I am the law. Yeah. Yeah. I think that movie had really good production design as well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, for the, for the really time good it was. production design. An awesome Alan Silvestri score to go along with it. But that fucking cod piece, come on now. Oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, what are you doing, Sly? Come on. That's another, that's another, you know, Sly Stallone ego kind of thing, you know, because he wore those giant boots to make him seem like he's taller than everybody else. And his Gianni Versace designed costume. That they put in the opening credits. Well, I mean, yeah, it's Versace. I mean, you got to let people know this is, this is custom, baby. Custom Versace. Custom cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so give me your impressions of Samaritan. Samaritan, um, it it was actually a really good alternative to what we've been getting from these bigger $200, 300000000 million comic book movies that's been coming out. Oh, like the the woke MCU you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She-Hulk and all this other bullshit. The MCU? Yeah. 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 Look, had enough of it. Yeah. Yeah, we need something different. We we don't need more woke Marvel out there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need a superhero movie with a with a strong white lead. <laughs> hey, I didn't say all that. That's the thing. You didn't say it. I mean, I I might have implied it. You, yeah. Hey, hey, I say what you won't say. <laughs> In the words of bringing back, I'm say I'll say what you're scared to say. <laughs> but Samaritan, I really enjoyed. Okay, really enjoyed it. It it, it it's a very low-key, gritty superhero movie. Not a lot of visual effects. It's, it's not a, a visual effects spectacle, none of that stuff. There's some visual effects in it, uh, especially towards the third act, but it's, I think it's a really good fucking movie, dude. And Stallone, is, he is great in it. He's really good. Hmm, okay. He's really good. I mean, for those of you who don't know, the story centers on um, a, a young boy who lives in this neighborhood, and he thinks that one of his neighbors in his apartment building may be the superhero formerly known as Samaritan. Well, Samaritan had a brother named Nemesis. Okay. Evil brother. They were twins. <laughs> of course. Yeah, evil. You know, evil. You know, sometimes say evil is good. 
according to Vampire in Brooklyn, Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy. Evil is good. Necessary evil. Like ass, like ass is good. <laughs> you get your piece of evil ass, woo, you know. Okay, so evil twin brother. Yeah. Okay. So 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 that there were there were twin boys and uh, they had powers growing up. So the townsfolk thought that you know you know they were both evil or some shit like that, and they they tried to kill the boys like in their home, but instead they killed their parents. Right. So mm-hmm. Samaritan and Nemesis, they kind of they grew up, but they grew apart. Samaritan fought for good. Nemesis didn't fight for evil. He, Nemesis, his goal will remind you of what Bane wanted to do in The Dark Knight Rises. OK. So I'm saying so. But anyway, uh, Samaritan, Sylvester Stallone, uh, who is Joe Smith, that's his name. Old grizzled. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he he's a garbage. He's a garbage man. Um, just living his life day to day under the radar and everything. Well, the kid, uh, he gets in, gets in with some other toughs, so to speak. And that's what they used to call them back in the eighties, like bullies. They're yeah. called toughs, like high school toughs. Well, he's you know getting shit beat out of him. Samaritan shows up and you know pulls the kids off of this young boy, but like really forcefully. Like he, I mean, he, he throws these fucking kids the fuck back. Yeah, I could tell from the trailers. Like, damn, it's like showing no restraint. Like, wow, okay. I mean, these kids are getting seriously injured in this, uh, this uh, movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that was just like on the on the lighter side of what happens, like towards the third act. I mean, Stallone is, he is kicking ass. Um, and it, it is cool seeing a superhero fight people, and it's nothing really stylized. You know, everything is in the camera. It's, 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 it's brutal. It's visceral. The villain is your standard villain screaming for no fucking reason. Ah, and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, dude. You ain't got to do all that. You know what I'm saying? You could have gotten your point across talking as low as I'm talking now, and that would have been even more intimidating. Right. But this, ah, ah, and all this other horse shit, it's like, come on, stop it. Well, I guess, how are you going to know he's a villain if he's not screaming about something? That's true. But I was like, come on, dude. Give me a break. You don't frighten me. <laughs> okay. Scare me. So how does Samaritan compare in this uh this deluge of superhero movies we're seeing? You say it it's a good alternative? Yes, it is. Okay. Because I mean it and, and just like with Day Shift, it's got things in it that you've probably seen in other movies, which is fine. But you you really get the sense that this world that they live in is it's it's a real it's not like in our world. It's it take it takes place in Granite City, <laughs> okay, by way of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, it's one of those where you can see the very, very obvious Atlanta. Not super obvious, okay. It no, was Atlanta shot. It was shot in the monuments. winter. Yeah, it was shot in the winter months, so it was cold. Um, so th- there was really nothing in it that outright said it was Atlanta, but it, it, it's Atlanta, okay. Um, but but that world feels lived in. It'll kind of remind you of. In terms of aesthetic, it'll kind of remind you of um, Tim Burton's 89 Batman, his Gotham, and Gotham in Todd Phillips' Joker. Okay. Okay. I can kind of see that. Yeah. That kind of world. You know, there's everybody's kind of like, you know, getting shit on by the system and stuff like that. There's a lot of poor people. 
you know, there's not a lot of good jobs and everybody is just doing what they can to kind of scrape by, you know. But this kid truly believes that this guy is Samaritan and, and he forms a relationship with him and he becomes kind of a mentor to this kid. And all, all the while, you know, the kid is trying not to get wrapped up into the, you know, the uh, this this, you know, this evil element that's trying to sweep the city and and finish what Nemesis started. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, I won't go too much into that because there is a twist at the end of the movie that I thought was actually it was quite cool. I didn't expect it. I really enjoyed the twist. Um, do they leave it open for another one? They do. Would happen? I don't think so. But excuse me. Would I like to see it? I would. I would like to see where they take this story. Okay. But I, I really enjoyed Samaritan. From the looks of it, it's as if they shot it to be rated R. But they, there were some scenes were trimmed down. You can even see where people's mouths have been dubbed over to say something else. Ooh. There's like four scenes I noticed. Yeah. It's like, oh boy. Yeah, that's always a no That no. person did not say that. Oh yeah. We love spotting those kinds of scenes in movies. It looked like an old Kung Fu movie. Mm. Like what the hell? They and could have done a better job than that. Yeah, and they might have been saying something uh, that was very R-rated. I think there was some, down. well, there was only one fuck that was said. Okay, well, yeah, you got to have at least at least yeah, one. Yeah, one fuck. Mm-hmm. Everything else was, you know, shit, damn, bitch, hell, you know, <laughs> but one fuck. We're going to use up all of our uh, profanity points on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think we got some in the reserve. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah, okay. So one fuck. That, Everything it. else was shit, damn, bitch, hell. Okay. I think maybe piss. Somebody said piss. I think someone even said crap. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you crossing the line there? Whoa, oh, shit, my bad. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to say crap. Can't say words like cra- crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Doo-doo. There you go. There you go. Much, much more acceptable. Poo. Yeah, but yeah, this is yet another one. Could it have made, you know, a, you know, a sizable chunk of change in the theaters? Maybe. Probably not. I'm, I'm thinking probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But I think it would have been a really cool theatrical experience to see that on the big screen. I got you. Versus in the comfort of my own home. But but Stallone was great. He was really, really good in this movie. And it's not, it, it isn't, it's not like a Stallone movie of the late 80s, early 90s, where you can tell that he had a lot of influence over the project. You know, also like being like, you know, behind the camera as well. This mm-hmm. isn't this isn't that. This is Stallone completely giving himself to to this story and to this movie. And it's a very, you know, uh subdued kind of performance. And, you know, he kind of like, you know, kicks it up a notch towards the end when certain things happen. But 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 you you really believe Stallone in this movie. Right. And it was great seeing him play this role. It it really was. I really enjoyed it. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I was curious about that one, and I was also curious about uh, Arch Enemy, the uh, Joe Manganiello movie. I was uh, thinking I could just watch both as a double feature. Yeah, it's uh, what's Arch Enemy about? It's basically this warrior from another dimension named Max Fist, who has powers in his dimension, but somehow gets trapped on Earth without his abilities. Okay, and some people think he's delusional and doesn't actually have power and 
you're not, I guess it's one of those you're not sure if he does or if he if he does or if he doesn't. Sounds so, like K Pax. Remember that? K Pax? Yeah, with uh Kevin. Kevin's- ooh, 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 don't Redact- don't with redacted. Yeah, that dude. And Jeff Bridges. Yep. But it's on um AMC Plus. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to get a free trial of AMC Plus to watch one movie. And then next thing I know, I get charged sixteen ninety nine a month. <laughs> it's like my HBO Max. I might have to get rid of my HBO Max, Eric. I'm sorry to say. I do. I don't use it. I don't watch anything on it. I know there's a lot on there that I probably need to watch, but that's too much time I have to take. Stop it. To catch up stop on it. stuff that I haven't oh, seen. Oh, just oh, stop that. Come I mean, on. I don't know. We've got this. Come on. Got this holiday weekend off. I may watch a few things. I strongly recommend you do. Elvis is uh, on HBO Max now, so I can I can finally see that. Missed it in theaters, so I can watch it on HBO Max now. You can't look at me with a straight face nope. and say you want to see Elvis. Remember what uh, <laughs> remember what Chuck D said? <laughs> Fight the power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, dude, Max is great. There's so much good shit on that on that stream. Right yeah, now. I know. Come I know. on, man. Come on, man. As long as it's still on there, we'll see what uh what they do in the next uh, year or so. Yeah. Try to merge it with Discovery Plus. Ahead, we'll I'm see. like, no, thank you. We'll see. Arch Enemy. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that I'll one out. Never heard of it until just now. Yeah. Okay. With our man Joe Mangiol, brother. Yeah. <laughs> or as Hulk, as Joe Schwar- Mangalini. Yeah, as Hulk. I think it's all Schwarzenegger said Joe Manganiello. <laughs> you were in the same movie with this guy and you can't even pronounce his right. last name correctly they worked together for four months and you can't say his name yeah. that's that's a choice it's a choice Arnold made it was a it was a choice Hulk Hogan made to call him Joe Mangiol a choice who? Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan that's right so uh, you got any other movie reviews you want to talk about we're going to take a quick break you know what before we go to a break okay let me tell you about this movie I watched last night called The Open House on Netflix. Okay. Okay. So I'm just scrolling through some things to watch before I go to bed. And I scroll up to this movie. It says it's called The Open House. It's about a mother and a son who have endured a personal tragedy. And they go to this secluded, um, really nice house up in up in the mountains to kind of get away and stuff like that. And it seems as if it's as if some supernatural forces are at work against them. Right. Like an hour and 28 minutes. I'm like, well, okay, this, this might be interesting. Let me just take a look at it, see what it is. Right. So I'm watching it, you know, so the tragic event happens. Okay. That's sad. Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, it was sad. Okay. Uh, okay. Not, not sad <laughs> enough. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it's a movie. It didn't happen to me. Uh, anyway, they um, they go up to this big, this nice big house in the mountains. Beautiful home. Could I have lived there? Fuck no. Um, uh, but when they get to the house, you you get the sense that maybe something is going on here, right? Yeah. You know, maybe 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 there is something supernatural or ethereal or whatever going on in this house, right? All this kind of weird shit's happening, you know. And at this point, like, I'm getting invested. I'm like, I want to see where this goes. Spoiler alert. 
ends up being a fucking slasher. Oh, really? Okay. Like a physical person. A, a person. Okay. So, so, so this house um, that they go to, it, it's the sister of the mother character, and the house is being put up. So they have they have like these open houses for a couple of days, right? You know, potential buyers and hence, whatnot. Hence the title. Hence the, the title, right? So there's a montage of the open houses happening, and then briefly you see someone walk through the front door. It's a low angle shot. You see just the bottom the bottom part of the pants, and you see the shoes. The shoes walk into the frame, and it's like it's these two black military style boots, and then black jeans, and then it cuts away. I'm like, they better not fucking do this to me. Because I'm 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 kind of like in with what's going on here with the yep. supernatural shit that that we see. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? No, it's a fucking dude in the house. It's a fucking dude in the house that's fucking with them, uh, stealing their phones and shit like that. Okay. And and just opening doors and and calling the house phone and they ain't 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 saying shit. And it has one of the worst endings of a movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. And mm-hmm. I was livid, dude. I was livid. How livid were you at this ending? Enough to almost want to throw something at my fucking TV. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, spoil it for us for those people that, Fuck yeah, I'll that spoil may it. not want. Yeah, yeah, I'll spoil it. Okay. So, so the son and the mother, they, they don't really get along. They're both still trying to cope over the loss of the boy's father, the woman's husband. They were a pretty close family. They were having some financial hardships that we you know come to find out later on in the movie, things that may have been caused by the father, but who knows? But you know, the son and the mother, they're they're dealing with it now. So they're trying to get along, they're trying to cope. But you know, all this all this kind of weird shit's going on and 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 uh, 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 the son is having like these weird visions. You you think there really is some supernatural shit going on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, like like I'm in at this point. I'm in, right? I'm in with the movie. Um, but then when this fucking slasher guy, like he's been hiding out in the house in different spots, you don't really see where. But then all of a sudden, he fucking uh uh ties up the boy the uh, the boy's mom, breaks her fingers. Yeah, breaks her fucking fingers. Um, they they try to have someone else at the house, like as, like you know, just help us, just stay here with us, make us feel safer. Well, he fucking kills him, slits his throat outside in his car. The boy goes outside to check on him. Um, the killer guy rams his head up against the window, kind of knocks him out, and he pours he pours water all over him. It, and it's also the dead of winter. Oh, he yeah, leaves okay. him outside. Oh. Leaves him outside unconscious he pours water all over him which i gotta admit was pretty clever you know it's yep. a pretty f- fucked up thing to do to somebody like just just leave him outside and pour water on him just let him kind of like freeze so uh, he's in there torturing the fucking mom the boy comes to and he's down there crusted up and freezing but he has enough energy to get up and go in there he's looking for his mom uh um uh, he finds her and he tries to call the cops, couldn't find the phone. When he goes back to find the mom, she's not there. The killer guy took her downstairs into the creepy fucking basement and and, and, and she's screaming for him. And then when the, the kid finds a knife, he's going to go down to the basement to find his mom. And the basement has like a little secret tunnel and he's going through the tunnel 
and, and, and she says his name. She just pops up out of nowhere out of the darkness and she runs right into the fucking knife. Oh. Mm. Yeah, sounds about right. So he, he so he, he killed his mom. Mm-hmm. And he has a flashlight and he's freaking out. And then the flashlight goes up. You don't you don't really see who this person is. It's kind of like blurry. They don't really show you they don't really show you the slasher. Okay. Right. It's a white dude. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, so he freaks out. He goes outside. He, he uh, he's just running. He goes into the woods and shit like that, you know, and it's cold. He's freezing. Um, uh, it's the next day. Apparently this motherfucker has been, you know, uh, going through the woods all night until it's daytime. He comes up on this little river embankment or whatever, and he's trying to drink some water and shit like that. And he just kind of just like passes out. And then the fucking slasher guy finds him. And the kid is pleading with him, like, you know, no, no, please don't, God. He's screaming. He's screaming bloody murder, like, don't hurt me. Don't kill me and whatnot. Yeah. So it cuts to black. Then it cuts back to the kid. He has what looks to be a fucking gunshot wound to the head. And he's dead. And then it cuts to a, a, a back country road. And you see this old Bronco drive up, you know, to the edge of this long driveway, it stops, you know, and then it kind of slowly turns to go down the long driveway and the camera pans over to the right and there's a sign that says open house. Yeah. So this is like the open house killer. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess what, try to create a new- uh, Roll credits. Yeah. Try to create a new horror movie villain. Fuck that dude. Yeah. I was pissed. Yeah, I don't like, sometimes I don't like endings where it's very bleak and the main, all the main characters die. Right. Just, just to serve the, the villain or the monster or whoever. Yep. Yep. I mean, but I know that's, I mean, it's cliche that, you know, someone has to be the last to survive and whatnot, but sometimes I'd rather you, okay, this is the end of the movie because the bad guy's dead, you know, if you want to leave it open for a sequel, fine. If not, that's also fine. Right. But I, yeah, I don't like endings like that. Uh, typically, I don't either. I, I don't either. I, there are exceptions like um, Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like in that movie, the world comes to an end. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The world fucking ends in that movie. Uh-huh. But not everybody dies because, um, for those of you who have who haven't seen Knowing, um, Nick Cage is a science teacher and he finds a, a time capsule and in the cap in the capsule there are all these dates and all these dates line up with these cataclysms that have been happening and will happen over the years and then there's one date left and it's the date that hasn't happened yet and Nicholas. Uh, I bit my fucking tongue. Ouch. I Oops. Hurt. Uh, Nicholas Cage is like, holy shit. The world's going to fucking end. Yeah. Because everything has been, has been happening according to these dates. Well, there are these, he's got a son uh, and his son is, is seeing these people in his backyard and in different places. These people dressed in black. We don't know what's going on with them. Well, uh, uh, apparently they are, they're not angels, 
but they are these otherworldly beings who will take a certain select few of children to another world so that the human race can live on. Mm. But, it's, but it's kids, not adults. But at the end of that movie, a solar flare hits Earth and we're done. Ugh, okay. Yeah, it's it's fucked up when you see it. Like it's it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um because you know, like Nick Cage, I think he's estranged from his parents and his sister, but at the end he he goes to them. Um and they all embrace. Ooh, it kind of fucked me up. And 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 they do that right before it all happens. But I mean to see the world end like that was pretty fucking chilling. It'll remind you of the Terminator 2 scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sarah Connor has her nightmare, which that shit, that shit will fucking rattle you, dude. You know? It's kind of like that. But in, but movies like Knowing, it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. There's no way we can survive that shit. But bleak endings like Seven, like, I like that. Yeah. You know? Because the killer wins. Yeah, yeah. You know? But the fucking open house, I almost out loud wanted to say, cut that shit off. Like to myself. <laughs> but you did but you didn't listen. I didn't listen. You didn't listen soon enough, apparently. Like, don't dupe me like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They fucked me over, dude. Hey man, it happens to the best of us. I'm mad as hell, man. Because the performances are pretty good. It's like I'm 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 digging what's going on here. I want to see how it's going to end. No, it's just some fucking dude in black overalls and boots, just you know, fucking with people in the house and killing them. Get a fucking break. The open house stinks. If I haven't made that clear already. So, but what you're saying is you're you're going to pass on this uh, open house. Should have passed yeah. on the open house. Fuck yeah, I should have. Okay. I should have watched the fucking episode of fucking I don't know. I should have watched anything other than that. Fucking waste of 90 minutes. Hey, you could have listened to an old episode of uh, We Like It So What at that yeah. point. That's right. And we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> and we're back with more We Like It So What. So as per usual, as is customary here at We Like It So What Enterprises, I want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at we like it so what that's one word so you can keep up with all the latest updates all the latest news from your friends at we like it so what so Erica what else have we got going on on this episode well had a couple we, of tidbits yeah we got some tidbits man you know, <laughs> okay who came up with that word by the way tidbit that's a good question but we took it and ran with it didn't we there was a couple of, I think it was two or three episodes back where we talked about the Beverly Hills Cop series. Yeah. And for a long time, it was rumored that there was going to be another movie. You know, Beverly Hills Cop 4. For for what? Is what we wanted. <laughs> right. I was kind of skeptical because I, I got burned by coming to America. I got burned by it. Oh, yeah. And I, you, I dodged that bullet. It, like and, Neo in the Matrix. Uh, you sure as hell did, and good on you, sir. And everything you said about that movie before it came out, you were absolutely right. You were right. 
You got to give credit where it's due, my man. Oh, yeah. You were right. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back. Hey. But, hey. Don't want to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. There you go. Coming to America was not fucking good at all. Hmm, it's not. Okay. The only two things I think were good about it were the, I'm sorry, three things. Production design, costume design, and Wesley Snipes. Hmm, okay. And and the makeup design, of course, because, you know, you got Eddie and Arsenio playing like 18 people. Right. But but as per usual. As per usual. But that's it. The movie was not fucking good. It went to Prime Video. I can kind of see why now. I'll, yeah, I called it coming to streaming. It sure as hell did. It's not good. And then they were like, well, there's going to be another Beverly Hills Cop. And we're kind of in the midst of this, uh, of, of the return of Eddie Murphy, which I'm I'm all in favor of. Eddie Murphy is great. Uh, you know, he's he's one of the last great comedians from the 80s. He's, you know, still around doing his thing, still looks pretty good at his, at his age and whatnot. Uh, you know, I think we want to see him come back and do some, you know, do some cool shit. Yeah. Coming to America, you know, left much to be desired. That being said, uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is happening. It's happening right now. It's happening as we speak. Mm. And we even have a title. Okay, what's the title? Hold on to your butts, folks. It's Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. That's Beverly Beverly Hills Cop colon Axel Foley. Correct. Is this going to be, I wonder, I wonder now if this is going to be like, is it going to be a soft reboot of the Beverly Hills Cop franchise? Uh, I'm, Are they going to pull a Superman Returns and act like the the third movie didn't happen? It's possible. It's possible. It's quite possible. I, I mean, at this point, you might as might as well. Hey, Beverly Hills Cop three, and we talked about this on the show. It's not good. Yes, if you're uh, looking in the archives, you can find our episode Beverly Hills Copy and Paste in the archives of We Like It So What in the archives. Yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, for those who might want to take a listen. Yeah, yeah. this this is actually happening. So this comes to us from comicbookmovie.com. After spending years in development hell, we recently learned that a new Beverly Hills Cop movie was finally in the works for Netflix, and cameras are already rolling in L.A. Several set photos have been shared online, giving us a first look at the returning Eddie Murphy as a wisecracking Detroit police officer, Axel Foley, who should at least be fucking captain by now. Should be retired by now. Or that too. But he should not still be a detective, for Christ's sake. But who knows? Uh, Anyway, uh, just in case there was any doubt who the legendary actor-comedian is playing here, Murphy is decked out in the set photos in Foley's signature Detroit Lions jacket. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> wait, 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 what? He's in his signature Detroit Lions jacket. Yeah, I get that, but the the same jacket? Well, I don't know. If, it's, if well, it's a really nice jacket and you take care of it, maybe get it altered over the years, you know, it'll, it'll last you a lifetime. Trust me. Well, I, I, I think it's safe to say that, that he got it altered because – Eddie is in his early 60s now, yeah. and he still hasn't quite shaken that weight he gained for playing Dolomite. You know, he's got a slight paunch. Uh-oh. You know, which is kind of weird to see. 
because he had it in coming to America. I'm like, why is why is Prince Akeem looking a little hefty? Well, you know, when you eat those uh, Zamundan delicacies, that's gonna, uh, gonna go know, to the he, waistline, he, brother. You're right, man. He when he was eating good too. Apparently, Axel's been eating good, hitting up them uh, chicken and real places in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> He's been eating real good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shit. We're going to a lot of Lions games, tailgating, eating that shitty food. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. But um, I, they, they haven't released a full cast list, but uh, – it says the movie is being directed by Mark Malloy, who I've never heard of, from a screenplay by Will Beal, who I have heard of, mm-hmm. uh, with Murphy on board as producer alongside original series producer Jerry Bruckheimer, Chad O'Mott, and Melissa Reed of Jerry Bruckheimer Films. Now, in this picture, they show Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley. Yeah. And, much to my surprise, I think this is a great surprise, Paul Reiser is back. Oh really? That's okay. Jeffrey. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. However, we don't know if any of the other original characters are back. It'd be nice to see them too. Yes. Because many of them were absent from Beverly Hills Cop Three. And for good reason. Yeah. Because they, they saw that script and was like, uh, you know what? No. That's right. I got better things to do, like not this movie. Yep. So I'm hoping, I'm I'm really hoping uh, we'll find out pretty soon that uh, Judge Reinhold is back as Billy Rosewood because he's great. Yeah. Um, and I think John Ashton is still alive too, so he could come back as as Taggart. You know, John Taggart, retired. You know, retired police detective John Taggart. It'd be great to see those guys come back and work with Axel. We already got Paul Reiser back. This is the 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 rising of Paul Reiser. Yeah, Paul Rice has been uh, pretty active uh yes, the past couple of years now. He's yeah. been uh, yeah, he a couple is, of things. He has yeah. risen. Yeah. <laughs> Paul ri- risen. Paul Riser <laughs> Paul has, has risen. risen. Yes, he has. Um but it has been announced that uh Joseph Gordon Levitt is gonna be in this movie. Yeah. I hope he's playing Alex, Alex Foley. Oh Jesus Axel's Christ. Axel's long Jesus lost son. Jesus Christ. Hey, Axel made a couple of Come trips on, to Beverly Hills, man. Come you know? on, man. But he Why wouldn't have man? he wouldn't have this white kid. He might. <laughs> Stranger things have happened in Hollywood. They love True. to do they love to do the long lost son angle. Well, but he already did that bullshit in coming to America and it stunk. That doesn't mean they can't do it again. Though. I hope he fucking doesn't. Hey. Jesse T. Usher played the son of two different two different actors in two different franchises when it was 20 years later, 25 years later. Remember he was in Shaft? I remember that. He was in Independence Day, Resurgence. Oh, you're right. He was Will Smith's son, even Damn though. It. You are right. He probably should have been a little bit older than that. Yeah, I think so. But hey, it's Damn, you're exactly right. It's all about aesthetics. I these completely days. forgot about Independence Day Resurgence and yeah. for good reason. Oh, let's not get into that. So there you go. That's, that's, that's fucking painful. Anyway. I yeah. want to believe that JGL is playing Alex Foley, Axel's long lost son. Yeah, well, I, I I don't want to believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I want to believe that that I want to believe wasn't the subtitle for the second X-Files movie, but here we are. Believe it. Mm. Or not. Okay, what else you got about uh Axel Foley 
Beverly Hills Cop colon Axel Foley. So uh, they've just released some set photos. That, that's they, it. They have uh, plot details have not been revealed, but which they hell, they don't know at this point. I'm sure. <laughs> well, they're currently shooting at, in L.A. and I think that the last leg of filming is going to take place in Detroit. So, um, but yeah, yeah, we don't know what the story is about, but but it is happening. Okay. It's, it's happening. It's actually happening this time. So great. So apparently there was enough money to send over to Eddie Murphy to make a, a fourth one. Yeah. Everybody's got a price. Somebody's got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. For our wrestling fans out there, that was for the million dollar man. But yeah, it's happening. If they can get it back to the same you know, uh, uh, style and, and, and substance as the first two movies will be, will be doing pretty good. That third movie, uh, get it out of here. Yeah. Like get I said, out. get it out. Do a, uh, Superman returns. It's like, Oh, this, that didn't really happen. That's right. I'm going to reserve judgment until I see more from it. Cause that, that's another one that's going straight to Netflix. Netflix. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Do they not think that, when I say they, I mean Hollywood at, at large. Do they not think that people don't want to go to the movies to see these franchises anymore? Because there are people that are fans of the Beverly Hills Cop movies. They'll say, oh, yeah, I'll see another one. Well, what if they don't have Netflix and you can't see it? And you got, you got to go to a friend's house or borrow his account to get Netflix just to watch this fourth Beverly Hills Cop movie. Yeah. I, I just got a... Uh... Text message from our boy, Mr. Luke Patterson. Uh, he wasn't a fan of Samaritan. He says, and I quote, the Samaritan is cheeks. Okay. I've been face palming for the past hour. It's all subjective, man. Is you it know? really though? It's all subjective. Do you agree with that assessment? I don't agree. Okay. Well, As I previously stated. Eric is show. on record for disagreeing with that. So oh. sorry, Luke. Uh, yeah. I, You're wrong, brother. According Eric, yeah, I, 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 I like Samaritan. Okay, but this yeah, is yeah. this is the great thing of, hey, I, I like it. So what? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Hence the name. But this is the great thing of film, film, cinema, whatever you want to call it. Some people like it. Some people don't. Not everyone has to like everything, and not everyone is going to dislike everything. Hey, hey, look, there are some trash movies that I really enjoy. Yeah. Like we discussed, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd is, let's not get it confused with Dredd, with Carl Urban, because that movie is fucking fantastic. Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone is not a good movie. But I like watching it. I like watching it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. As I said earlier, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see more from it. I don't, I don't like the idea that they're just going to say, "All right, yeah, just put it, put it on TV." Yeah, because it's a, it's a TV movie. It's not something that was, let's say, meant for the theater. It's just okay. We'll just put it on TV. People will watch it. They'll, they'll tweet about it, and over the weekend, and then by Monday morning, that's it. Nobody's talking about it. You're not wrong. They'll get a couple of memes out. People will do a couple of articles. Oh. Here's where Beverly Hills Cop 4 went wrong and all this other crap, and then that's it. I think that's the the negative side of these movies going straight to streaming 
is that it's, let's say, a 24 to 48 hour cycle yep. where you're really going to be interested in it, yep. invested, let's say, when it's trending, and that's it. Once people, all the people who are going to see it, once they've seen it, that's it. I mean, and you're not going to talk about it, which is why I think it's, in some cases, it's a negative that all of these shows, these series, once they go to Netflix, they, it's, you know, all, all or nothing. It's all right. episodes. Then after you've binged it over the weekend, there's nothing to talk about. Unless it's a really good show that has a lot of impact. I say recently Sandman mm-hmm. has had a you know pretty good buzz. It has. Still don't know if it's going to get a second season. It's very, I guess Ooh. it's up in the air. Uh, Neil, I, Neil Game is basically saying, you know, if more people are watching it, especially like in a certain span of time, then it's it could be good. Could be, the chances are good for it, but you never know. But but watching that show, you can look at it until it is insanely expensive. Yep. But But you are exactly right. It's a TV movie. When it shouldn't be. That's the same feeling I had when I saw, you know, coming to America, the seat when the sequel, it was showing TV spots for. I was like, why is this? This looks like a TV movie to me. It's like there's something about you it, know it didn't have that cinematic look th- yeah. th- uh, that the first movie had, and that's back in 1988, or even the second movie. And 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 not to mention, it's like I like what I said on my review of Coming to America. You can search for that in the archives. That movie looked as if it was shot on stages and on stages alone. Yep. Whereas in the first one, they're on location. They're in Queens. But in this one, they're in Atlanta on sets. And you can tell. Yeah. That's been uh that's been the the Thing you know the thing for a lot of movies these days. So we go to Atlanta, film for a couple of months. Hopefully nobody notices that it's Atlanta. Notices that's what hot hot Atlanta. There you go. You can't say hot Atlanta. You gotta say hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. But how you feel about it? well Beverly Hills Cop Four? I I just I hope it's good. Okay. I mean, everything you said about it being a TV movie because it's made at Netflix, you are exactly right. I'm I'm hoping that it will it will it will have a more cinematic look than Coming to America did. I've never heard of Mark Malloy. I don't know who this director is. I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it just needs you know a, a young you know a, a fresh mind with fresh eyes behind the camera. And, and just give us a good product. You know what I'm saying? I just want this to be good because I'm a big fan of the, of the franchise. I think. I think yeah, so am I. Yeah. And we, and we want to see Eddie back. But this cannot be coming to America. It can't be like that. I'm thinking it won't because it's on Netflix. Uh, coming to America was, I think it was hampered by that fucking PG-13 rating. Yeah. It, it, it did not have the same comedic edge that made the first movie so good and so memorable. There, There's not any fucking memorable lines in Coming to America. Really? Mm. No. Mm. But in Coming to America, 1988? That's T.O. T.O. Coming T.O. That movie, that movie is quotable to this day. Yeah, absolutely. That second one? Nope. Nothing. Nothing is memorable about it other than the costume design. All right. Snipes. Give me a give me a quotable line from the the Beverly Hills Cop movies. 
in any one of them. Is that fucking Foley in yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> don't fuck with me, Axel. Not now. You're a good cop, but you don't know every fucking thing. <laughs> I'm doing all Inspector Todd's lines because yeah. he had the best lines. Yeah. You know, this is not my office. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah. Billy, 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 it's okay for your dick to get hard. Tiger's <laughs> dick is hard too. <laughs> See, I'm undercover, right? Now. I'm, I'm off duty. I'm off duty, so my dick can get hard. <laughs> so there you go. Beverly Hills Cop obviously had some quotables. Lots of quotables. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. Axel, you want a coffee break? Go get that son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> see, we'll see. Obviously, no Inspector Todd in this one. Yeah. Damn it. Sad to say. Sad to say. You think they can get, a, like I was saying on the last, well, one of the previous episodes, get Sam Jackson in there? Get Samuel Jackson in there Good. to play the. Uh, that could. Question the is, angry black it? police chief. Question is, what? Because, like I say, at this point, Eddie—excuse me, Axel—should at least, if he's still a cop, he should at least have the rank of captain by now. He should not be a detective or a sergeant. He should be captain. Maybe he did something and got demoted. Maybe he got promoted then demoted, like Riggs Murtaugh. Yeah, or like Admiral Kirk. Yeah, there you go. Or like Maverick. This could be, if done right. Beverly Hills cop, Axel Foley, could be the top gun maverick of that franchise. Well, we'll see. Because that was definitely a surprise hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we we kept thinking, oh, this is the joke that because they played the same trailer this this year. You mean 2020? No, 2021. This year. You mean 2022? Yes. Finally. Yeah. And it, you know, it was a hit, it's over, been a monster hit for you know over a billion, Paramount. over a billion fucking dollars. Now, if <laughs> it's not the same effect when it goes to streaming, you're right. Okay, you're right. Like I said, whoever's going to watch it in those first few few days, it's on. That's it. And then you it might would, randomly stumble on, stumble it, on it. Right. It, it won't. It won't be a it. conversation piece anymore. Yeah. But. Top Gun Maverick still is. Yeah. And it's still making money. Someone should at least, you know, try to make the push for it to go to theaters, if only for, you know, a few weeks. And and Netflix have done that with some of their movies. Yeah. They've done it before. They can they can do it again. I think they should do it with this. But do I think they will? Probably not. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyway. we'll see. Yeah, see what we'll happens see. with coming to Beverly Hills. <laughs> so, <laughs> you might as well call it that. Or oh, coming back, back to Beverly Hills. Back to Beverly Hills. Should, still should call it Beverly Hills Cops. <laughs> Axel Foley, back to Beverly Hills. Yeah, there you go. Colin, back to Beverly Hills. Yeah. All right. What else we got going on? Uh, we can talk about Thunderbolts, man. Apparently, the Thunderbolts uh, is going to happen. I think it Thunderbolts, was Thunderbolts, brother. That's right. It it was on that lineup uh, for the new Marvel slate. Uh, yeah. So apparently, there has been rumors of what the lineup for the team is going to be, and the Thunderbolts are pretty much they're kind of like the Suicide Squad. Do I do I have that right? Yes. And it's been if you wanted to make a one to one comparison, as yeah. is you know custom these days. Yeah. 
what what is it like as compared to the thing that you're already previously aware of? Right. So yeah, you could say that. Yeah. And uh, this movie's ramping up. Uh, this is also from comicbookmovie.com. There's a lot of excitement for Thunderbolts now that it's been officially announced by Marvel Studios and fans remain anxious to learn which characters will be recruited. There are lots of different comic book runs that will likely inspire how the group is portrayed in the MCU, though all signs point to Valentina Allegra Del Fontaine being responsible for assembling the team. And that was who Julia Louis-Dreyfus played in uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That was mm-hmm. her character. Uh, during the latest episode of Matthew Maloney's The Town podcast, Deadline Scooper Justin Kroll Scooper Scooper uh, Justin Kroll scared uh, shared some intel. Scared, um, scared. If you scared, Ooh. say you scared. Ooh. Yeah, if you scared, <laughs> say you scared. That's a great Outcast song, by the way. Um, he shared some intel on the Phase Five movie, including who will lead the team and a couple of its members. Uh, this is from Justin Kroll, Florence Pugh. Has got the who played um, Yelena. Yelena Belova. Shit. Yes. Uh, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, her sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh, who is very sexy, I might add, uh, has got the Marvel and uh, newly single. But don't don't try to talk about it. She's single and ready to mingle. Mingle, mingle. You know what, uh, Florence Pugh? I got a message for you. Oh no! Yes, I'm yes, I'm single. I want to mingle. Yes, at that. <laughs> yep. uh, Florence Pugh has got the Marvel superhero that's already got a spinoff upcoming for her actually on that character is this Thunderbolts film which is basically Marvel's Suicide Squad hopefully it has better results but the concept is that it'd be her leading the team of Wyatt Russell's John Walker uh, the new Captain America or actually now a US agent yep there you go uh, there's only one Captain America that, now that's bro. right and it's Sam motherfucking Wilson yep there's Deal. only one Captain America, Steve Rogers. Nope. Nope. And, yep. do you, and do you know why we say nope to that? Why? Because Chris Evans, Captain America, Steve Rogers himself said that Sam Wilson is Captain America. That's it. That's right. So it is written. So it shall be. Damn right. Um, And also Daniel Brule's Zemo, mm-hmm. who was a standout. In Captain America, I'm, whoops! You can technically uh, call it that. Well, now. that's true. In uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those antiheroes that aren't exactly good but aren't exactly bad. So there's that, and people seem to like the Yelena character. Do you like Yelena Belova as a character? Uh, full disclosure: I still have not seen Black Widow, so I can't really say. And I've not seen Hawkeye, so I can't really say. But I'm sure she's a, a decent enough, likable character. She really is. Okay. She, she's really good in Black Widow. Okay. And she kicks a lot of ass. Copious amounts of ass. Good to know. Yeah. And she looks good doing it too. Okay. Did I mention how attractive she is? Yes, you did. I just figured I'd mention it again. She's really hot. But yeah, so the Thunderbolts. Uh, it's happening. And you know, we got US Agent, we got Zemo. Um Abomination was a member at one point. Yep. Who else remembers? Well, if you go by what they've set up in the comics versus the movies, you could see a reappearance from Ghost, who was in uh, Ant-Man oh, and Man the Wasp. Wasp. Yeah, yeah. But this is gender flipped Ghost. Ghost in the comics is a male character, and oh, of yeah. course, well, you know they got a 
goes appeal, to they gotta appeal to the woke well, you know, audience. Well, yeah, M- MCU. I told you, brother. Yeah, they gotta, and they gotta make her, ugh, a woman of color. Ugh. This is why the MCU is falling apart. That's right, man. It's going straight to shit. All but anyway, this inclusion and yeah. all these black folks and these women and stuff and that's Chinese the, people they're putting in the MCU. The illusion of inclusion. That's right, that's man. What they got the complexion for the protection for the collection. And uh, another one. Bitches, and of course, very controversial Taskmaster. I think it's probably another one that could appear. Or as I like to say, Taskmaster. H-E-R. Yeah. Tell you, man. Marvel sucks right now. <laughs> Flip gender flipping everybody and making them different races. Hey, if you saw that third episode well, of She-Hulk, people were, I think now was the point where they're ready to completely write off the MCU. Right. Hey, but what are you, you going to do? Yeah, man. They're bringing all these women in here. <laughs> so why? You know why they don't like she They didn't like it. She-Hulk to begin with because she's a, a woman. A woman, Jamal. Wham, fucking like it. They they wanted to be just the Hulk, just you know, just yeah. that just that white dude who became green. He he Hulk, yeah, he Hulk, man. But now we got she Hulk, <laughs> and she's a woman. Can't fucking stand it, man. Yeah, I've had enough of the the MCU. I'm right tired now. of this bullshit, dude. I want to see my comic characters stay true to the source material. Yeah. White folks, <laughs> how how true to the source <laughs> material do you think uh, Thunderbolts is? They better be? make it all the way true, man. I don't want to see no people of color. I don't want to see no woman, especially leading the team because women can't lead anything, can right. they? Right. I don't want to see any of that. I want to see dudes, and they better be white dudes, <laughs> and nothing but white dudes, and nothing but white dudes on the Thunderbolts. Okay. How many uh how many listeners do you think we're gonna lose just from this diatribe we've gone on the past few minutes? I don't give yeah. a shit. It's funny. And if they can't understand that we're being sarcastic, then fuck them if they can't take a joke. Are we being sarcastic right now? Because I'm not. <laughs> or maybe I am. Oh yes. Okay, so can we'll, yeah, continue we'll, on. We'll, they will never know. Yeah. No, no, that's bullshit. We're we're being sarcastic people, which is bullshit around. Yeah, I know I know that this one is what they say supposed to close off phase five? Uh, yes, I believe up. so. Yes. So I mean, there's a few movies that I mean, a lot of these characters have already been built up in. I mean, we could see uh, Bucky Barnes or the formerly Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. so he could make an appearance. I know. I think he served on the uh, part of the team in the comics. Yeah. Even Hawkeye, Clint Barton was yeah. a leader for a while. There's a new Thunderbolts comic that I think just came out this week. Per this recording, uh, where Hawkeye is the uh, the leader of the team, so it's Hawkeye, American Chavez, oh shit, uh, the newer version of Power Man, and then I think a few other members, for, like from the older Thunderbolt team. The newer teams. version of Power Man. Yeah, there's it's not, not Luke, Cage, Luke Cage; it's someone else. Shit, I I haven't really dipped in the comics in a while, so I I kind of look at them every now and then, see what's what. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, I mean, if if Marvel wants to go for that. Their version of the Suicide Squad angle, it could work. Yeah, if it's dipping into you know espionage mixed with superheroics, I mean, they've always kind of they've been able to find a good balance of that. Yes, with a lot of their movies. Yes, but I also get the feeling that it's going to be very much of a bunch of characters that don't like each other, and the humorous interplay with that, 
and then maybe two characters are probably trying to kill each other throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. and with varying degrees of success yeah, and all of that. And there could be one standout character. Of course, if they try to put in Abomination, I mean, that's going to be, I don't know, may that, that may be risky. And then also characters like Taskmaster and Ghost could make an appearance, but that's also, like I said, that's also risky because it, that whole Taskmaster situation in Black Widow is very controversial. It was. A lot of people were kind of thrown for a loop when that happened. Oh, yeah. So how they try to redeem that character and reintroduce and reintegrate it into the MCU, it's, I don't know, it's going to be a tricky one. Yeah. But of course, they could also say this is a new Taskmaster, maybe the real Taskmaster, just like we got the real Mandarin, mm-hmm. well, quote unquote, in uh, yeah, Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they could always just kind of retcon it and say, okay, this is this guy is is the real guy. Right. You know, if they want to kind of get the fans back in their good graces. Yeah. I mean, that's always a possibility. Do you think that that if this movie, when and if this movie happens, they will address the loss of excuse me, General Thunderbolt Ross? Because we, re- we recently lost the actor William Hurt, who played Thunderbolt Ross um, in The Incredible Hulk, in uh, uh, Captain America Civil War, and Black Widow. And I think Avengers uh, Infinity War as well. Yep. Uh, he played Thunderbolt Ross for like five movies. Uh, he departed us, I think, either earlier this year or late last year. And now making way for uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine to kind of step in. Do you think they're going to acknowledge that? Yeah, I would say. Or, I mean, if they keep the namesake, you could always say that it is, I don't know. This a was sequ- a project yeah. from Thunderbolt Ross that I'm going to see to fruition. Yeah, you could even say that this team is made up of people who are a let's say a deterrent to people who are breaking the Sokovia Accords. Yes. Because that's, that's something they they kind of talk about in some movies now mm-hmm. and some TV shows and they kind of don't. Yeah. Is the Sokovia Accords still a thing? Was it still a thing after the blip? Great, que- you, you great really question. Know? That's a great question. So you could, you could always just say the Thunderbolts we're going to be his personal kind of yeah. strike team yeah. against these superpowered individuals who are breaking the accords. Right. But they're also criminals and villains. So if we, you know, have a uh, contingency plan to take them out, yeah. you can always kind of throw them under the bus and they and say they went rogue. That's, you know, something that can always, you know, yeah. have as a factor. Yeah. Because originally, like, let's say the very first version of the Thunderbolts, they were all Villains disguised as heroes. Now you can't really do that kind of hook with uh, this newer version with this MCU version. So you could always just go the route of, much like the Suicide Squad, the you know the worst of the worst. Yeah. Brought together to kind of either take on a you know an outside threat or maybe take down heroes or superpowered individuals who are kind of you know going against the governments. Which is let's say if you just, if you signed the accords. And you're using your abilities in a place where you're not supposed to. Maybe this is where they show up. Right. So that could always be a possibility. It could be a man on a mission movie. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to call it Mabel, Oscar, and Mo, of course. <laughs> or, or what if it's something more akin to something like Ronan? Oh, the, uh, the Robert Niro movie. movie. Yeah. Okay. What if it was something like that? That'd be pretty cool. 
Okay, uh, explain. What do you mean by that? Because uh, in Ronan, there was there was a a a um, um, like a briefcase or something that these different people kind of you know convert. Um, they all met up and teamed up. And it's like, well, this is the objective. Like they kind of know each other, but not really. Like they know of each other's past exploits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they are they're all brought together to retrieve this briefcase. We don't know what's in it. We don't know what it's about, but we know that somebody wants it. You know, what if it was like a, a a MacGuffin like that in the movie? You know, where, you know, uh, um, Valentina assembles this team to retrieve a certain object. Like in Ronan, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it's being used for. But, you know, this is this is the objective. It's not to topple any kind of government or something like that. Right. It's to get this one thing. And, we, you know, we may not find out what that thing is until the end of the movie. And then we come to find out it's it's something very important that could possibly lead into another movie or something yeah. like that, you know. And considering that. And, and it's Thunderbolts against, it's like it, like in Ronan, like you have two different teams trying to get to this one thing. Right. So you have your Thunderbolts team and you have this other shadowy team that, you know, who the fuck knows who they could be. But they're all going for this one object and it's like whoever can retrieve it will have, you know, X power or whatever. Well, and then another thing about that is like, they're going to have to either create some villains from scratch or use some villains that haven't previously been used or bring some back and have a great car chase. Like in Ronan. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's possible too. I mean, it's entirely possible. You could get a Yelena behind the wheel of a, a vehicle doing a, she did it pretty good in black widow. Yeah. There you go. So bring that back. Yep. And considering it's, you know, if it's capping off phase five, what other movies are coming before it? Do they all kind of lead up to this movie? Yeah. And can these characters make appearances in, you know, in other Disney plus shows or other movies? You know, that, that also remains to be seen. Yep. But yeah, yeah, I'll hold cautious optimism about it. Just to see what it looks like. Yep. It'll be out next year. <laughs> you don't sound you don't sound sure about I that. Think, I'm not sure. It's supposed to be 2024, right? Did it have a, did uh, they have a release date? On? Yes, I I think you might be right about that. Let me just check and make sure. Let me let me check my source here. Uh, da, da, da. uh yes, July 26, 2024. Okay, so, so they'll, they'll, so they'll be shooting next year. Yeah, yeah so it's a ways off. Yeah. It's a good ways off for uh, Marvel Studios to mess it up by making it woke. It's fucking woke Marvel, Passing your seatbelts, yeah. Fucking woke Marvel. Mm -hmm. All right, so before we wrap this one up, what else uh, you got in the chamber to discuss? Uh, I sent sent you and Terry, who is actually, he's on assignment again this week. He's not with us on this episode, if you haven't already noticed. Uh, But I sent you guys the first look at the new Hellraiser. Yeah. That's going to be coming out. Oh, on Hulu. On Hulu, much like Prey, which is very good. Uh, so this is, the picture I sent you is of uh, actor Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Clayton, I think is, um, what's what's the terminology? Is it's not trans, um, non-binary. Yes, thank you. I, that's what it is. Okay. 
Uh, so I've heard that Jamie Clayton is, is, is playing the Hill Priestess. I don't, I, I don't fucking know. Okay. I, I don't know. But, but they're saying she's pinhead. And you look at that, and that's like, yeah, that's, that's pinhead. You yeah, know? it's really not a, a horror or makeup design you can really kind of mess up. Right. But it could it could also go very you know very wrong if you're not right if you're just looking at at it from face value yes and not getting the details of it like as yeah. in like the pins are evenly spaced a certain way they, so, yeah. they are I mean this makeup is it's pretty I mean it's basic mm-hmm. but it's pretty cool I mean even down to the to, to the black all black contact lenses yeah. that, that she's wearing. It's, it's a pretty cool look. And even, I don't know if you noticed on, on the picture I sent you, but the, the makeup on the neck where you can see like some of the neck is exposed. Yeah, I saw it. That's, that's pretty fucking gnarly. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we're getting a new Hellraiser movie. We're getting a new Pinhead. That's going to debut on Hulu. Yeah. Which... I'm wondering because if you've noticed some of the previous Hellraiser movies um, that went straight to video, those movies actually started out as something else that ended up becoming Hellraiser. <laughs> of course, movies, yeah. You know? So I, I think it'll be cool getting a movie that is a Hellraiser movie, tried and true from beginning to end, from 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 conception to execution to release. It's not something that was reworked into a Hellraiser movie. Like this is a Hellraiser movie. I don't know if it's going to be a continuation. I don't know if it's going to be a soft reboot or a full out reboot. Who knows? But we're going to get a full blown Hellraiser movie this time, which I think is pretty cool. It's going to have, I mean, it's going to Hulu. Yes. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to have, you know, uh, good makeup effects, good production design. Cause the last few Hellraiser movies, they were made on the cheap and you can look at them and tell. And for the most part, they didn't look good. Right. Yep. Hey, wasn't that Henry Cavill in one of those? Yes, he yeah, was. He was, yeah. Um, you think he keeps it on his uh, resume or no? No. Yeah. Sometimes no. there's, there's he, that he, one. He skips over that and goes straight to the tutors. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, the, the sky's the limit, baby. Yeah, there's always that one. You're like, you know what? Let me yeah. Let me push that one out of my Yeah, just my like Jennifer banks. Aniston doesn't have Leprechaun on her resume. Yep. You know? Or it's like Sylvester Stallone doesn't have Italian stallion on his. Oh, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, because it was a porno. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Hellraiser, man. We're getting another one. What do you think about that? I, I, mean, I don't really have any strong feelings about it. I've never really watched any of the Hellraiser movies in their entirety. Really? Actually, no, I'll take that back. Hellraiser, Hellbound. No, Three. Hell on Earth. Hell on Earth. But I say that only because it was shot here. In, in your, yeah, yeah. Hellbound and Hellraiser 2, that was the second one. Yeah, hell on earth. Hell on earth. Of course, I you know you got to mention that Rick Rick Amby from WXII was yeah. in, the, in the movie. That's yeah. like, okay, that's cool. Uh huh. Yeah. But all the other ones, I don't think I've seen any of them. So uh, it, it it doesn't stick out to me as a horror movie f- favorite horror movie franchise, right? I've I've seen the first three. I don't think I've seen Hellraiser, Bloodline. I haven't seen Hellraiser Deader. Mm-hmm. I've seen bits and pieces of Hellraiser Inferno, and I think that was the one that w- that was directed by Scott Derrickson. I think he did Hellraiser Inferno. You think he keeps that on his resume? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I do. 
Um, he's a horror guy. You got to start somewhere. So I think Inferno was Scott Derrickson's, um, who who uh, is known for directing Sinister, Doctor Strange, The Day the Earth Stood Still remake, and more recently, The Black Phone, which yep. I really enjoyed. Yeah, very very good director. Um, and I haven't seen. Um, which was the one where he was in space? Was that Bloodline? Uh, might have been. Okay, I, I honestly there, there's, couldn't, couldn't there, tell you. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them. But um, and at one point there was talk of a Hellraiser series, which I don't know if that's even yeah. going to happen. That where Clive Barker was attached. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But um, but I mean, yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think given, let's say, the surprise success of Prey on Hulu, there's always, you know, that one that could kind of come out of out of nowhere and surprise people. Yeah. I think people were writing off Prey because, oh, it's a female lead. It's, you know, it's a. Of course they wrote it off because it was a female lead. Come on. You think they want to see a woman uh, beating a predator? No. And some people, some people still have a problem with. Of course they do. You know why? Why? Because it's a woman. Yeah. Well, hey, now we got a a female pinhead. There's and they're not gonna like that. And do you know why? Why is that? Because it's a woman. (laughs) As I say, call it Hellraise her. (laughs) I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see that. Yeah, I want to see that Hellraiser's gone woke. You never know. It depends on what the, what the story is. Like, come on. But yeah, like I said, with with the success that movie had, Prey, it's, I mean, there's always room for that one that you didn't expect to be good yeah. or expect to be a hit, especially on streaming service. And like I said, it's a shame that all of these movies with potential for box office success are going to streaming. Yeah. But I imagine now, you know, Hollywood is thinking, okay, streaming is the future. Streaming is what people are into now. So let's get on this this wave and this bandwagon, and let's have let's have it go to a streaming service. Yeah, and you may get you know million hits or more. You know, people are going to be talking about it. it's going to trend, and you know, it may do better than having it in a theater with maybe a thousand screens and. And that's all you can get yeah. because some other blockbuster is coming out at the same time yep. which may take over. You know? Yep. But it, it all depends too on when it releases. Is there a release date for this one? Uh, let me see here. I'm checking. October 7th. Oh, perfect. So it's it's getting close. Yeah, just in just in time for the Halloween season. Okay, it is. That makes sense. Well, and, and the thing with, the, I think the one constant of all of the Hellraiser movies is that even though some ground has been retreaded, the concept is pretty basic. It's like everyone who comes in contact with the limit configuration, the puzzle box, yep. and, and they unleash Hellraiser and, and, and the Cenobites from that dimension, they're always given a choice. They're always you know, it, in some kind of situation that they put themselves in, and they're given the choice. You know what I'm saying? That's the one constant that I've noticed throughout all the movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Kind of like Saw. You know, live or die, the choice is yours. Or whatever the fuck, you know. 
But apparently, uh, there is a there is a synopsis for this movie. Um, specific details, few and far between. But um, the basic gist of this movie is that it's it's a tale of a young woman who's struggling with addiction and compulsive behavior that comes into contact accidentally with the lament configuration and unfortunately begins to dabble with it and chaos ensues. Oh, as it always does. As it always does. Mm. So I'm hoping that, uh, and the new pinhead who was being played by Jamie Clayton, I'm hoping that at least once she says, we'll tear your soul apart. Or we have such wonderful things to show you. Yep. Well, you got to drop in that, that classic, iconic line. Yeah. Otherwise, people won't know uh, yeah, they won't where, know where it came from. But I'm pretty sure it's going to have one of Terry's biggest fears. Is What's that? Hooks. Oh, yeah. A lot of hooks in those movies. Hooking of the flesh. Yeah, if you don't have some degree of gory violence. In body the, horror. Body horror in this movie. Is it really a Hellraiser movie? Right. So yeah, it's got to it's got to be there. I'm sure it will. And also, there. on streaming, you know, you can be a little more, more visceral, especially more, on Hulu, more bloody yeah. and more brutal. Yes, yeah, sir. You ain't getting Hellraiser on Disney Plus. No, I'll tell you that much. that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch a trailer and see what it see what it looks like. What do you What do you think of the lament configuration as far as a a a prop? Or um, a MacGuffin, like one of the one of the I guess one of the most popular, well known MacGuffins in horror history. What do you think about that? The you know this this puzzle box that when you unlock it, you unleash the Cenobites. Yeah, I've always liked the design of it. Yep, it's one of those things that is it's prime for okay. I've got it in my office, sitting on a little display case, and it's gonna say, hey, what is that? And it's oh no, don't touch that. Right. So yeah, it's always it's always been interesting to me. Yeah. But it's also one of those things like, okay, well, you gotta think it's there's something up, there's something wrong with it. It's like, you know, the temptation is too too strong to not mess with it. Right. So that but I guess that's been a, you know, concurrent theme through all of those movies. And I don't I don't I I for movie buffs like us and like horror hounds, we know what it is, but you go to the average person and it's like, do you know what the lament configuration is? They don't fucking know what it is. You know, do they know what the gloved knife is? Of course they do. Do they know what the machete is? Absolutely. The butcher knife? Yeah. The chainsaw? Yeah. Yeah. They know what all that shit is. Mm-hmm. They don't know nothing about the, the, the lament configuration. We do that. Yeah. Not that we've ever used it. No. I would not. Yeah, because you don't hooks going through your flesh or no. Your, Dick or whatever, because they it's a lot of psychosexual shit going on in those movies. Pain <laughs> over pleasure. I've got a a perfect uh, tagline for Hellraiser. Oh, let's hear it. This movie is going to be off the hook. <laughs> Get hooked in with Hellraiser on Hulu. Hellraiser, her. Hellraiser, her. That's it. <laughs> you got to put that in there. <laughs> If I could get that trending on Twitter, yeah, but it, would, it would be working against us, though. Yeah, that's right. We don't want that. You know, you know they should try to hook a brother up, Eric. They can hook you. They <laughs> no, hook not me. me. They're not hooking me. 
No, you, I'm, I'm like, one of those. If I see that puzzle box, like, nah, I'm out. Hey, well, you got it sitting right up on your shelf, right over there. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Okay. Yeah. I knew it smelled like old flesh in here when mm-hmm. I walk in. You've been fucking with the limit configuration. Uh, no. Did you have your you have your soul torn apart, Jamal? I mean, it's been torn apart previous times and been put back together. Yeah, so hey. same here. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Stranger, that too. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see what Hellraiser, this new Hulu version, Hulu Hellraiser, does. And if it's if it's a success like Prey, then it's all to the good. That's right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, kind of, you know, because we've got, you know, Hellraiser, we've got Halloween Ends coming, a couple other horror movies coming out. You know, maybe that's something we can talk about soon. I call that Halloween Ends up on streaming. They said, <laughs> Day and date, bro. All right, theaters and, and Peacock. Yep, leaving all that money on the table. Oh, well. Hey. What the fuck? Halloween 2018 made so much. It made over $100 million. Yeah. And then they released Halloween Kills Day and Date, which it made it made a lot of money. But still, you left a lot of money on the table by releasing it day and date. Just put that motherfucker out in the theaters, dude. Let it make all the money in the world. And then, if you want, you can drop it on streaming, like what Jurassic World Dominion did. Yep. It's on Peacock now. Yep. You know, now you can watch it in the comfort of your own home with the extended shit. It's all well and good. But it's already made a billion dollars. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. I don't know. Maybe they just think more people will see it if it's on streaming, to that, that's really what it is to push the streaming services. That, now. That, that is true. Because apparently, if you see it in theaters, you'll see one version of Halloween Ends. And then when you see it on Peacock, Peacock you'll see a version with commercials. You'll see, a, uh, Yeah, and you'll also if see you, a, a different version of the movie. If you don't get the, the premium package, yeah. ad, the ad-free Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. I still hate that fucking name, brother. Hey, it's, that's what it is, NBC, brother. Peacock. So yeah, you ready to uh, bring this episode to a close? Let's go ahead and take it home, brother. All right. So yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of We Like It So What. We've had a lot to discuss and a lot to digest on this one. And as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Like It So What. So keeping up with all the latest updates, all the latest news from your buddies that We Like It So What. So that's going to do it for this episode. I've been Jamal Murphy. I have been Eric Bethel. And this has been We Like It So What, and we will catch you next time.